Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, back for another week after you hopefully had a safe and fun Memorial Day. Glad that you are with me. Here it is. Here's the live chat. Did it Monday night instead of Sunday night, obviously, because of the long weekend. Talked a lot about the upcoming vote uh, this week. Eight or nine conference games. And and by the way, there's a new layer, thanks to Ross Dellinger, that we talked about. If you listened to last episode, uh, there's some new stuff in here. So talked about that uh, a lot. Talked about baseball. And of course, Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding got brought up because of course they did. And so this is a good long 45-minute or so uh, live chat back and forth uh, from last night. So appreciate you checking out the podcast. If you're listening on the website, we appreciate you checking out the website. But pull out your phone, pull out your favorite uh, podcast app, search Rebel Report. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And before we get into the podcast, I want to remind you that it is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, ABS ms.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere in Mississippi, check them out again online, absms.com, Advantage Business Systems. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. Anything tech in the office, Advantage Business Systems. And the podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. they got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. They've got online banking, like all banks do, but theirs is a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to do everything you need to handle your money with Priority One Bank. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so it's face-to-face, one-on-one, somebody in your backyard, in front of you, and not through a computer screen or through a phone. Priority One Bank making you their priority. All right, here it is, the uh, the live chat talking SEC vote upcoming this week, baseball tournament, some baseball tournament stuff. Uh, not many people wanted to talk about the baseball tournament last night. Imagine that. Uh, Kiffin, Golding, and whatever else came up in chat. So appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. Enjoy the uh, – and enjoy the podcast. appreciate you checking it out and enjoy it. I don't know. It's early. Forgive me, but here it is right now. The big story, though, we'll get to baseball. If you guys want to keep talking baseball, I think the big story is um, this vote coming this week in the SEC to expand the schedule to nine conference games. We're keeping it at eight. I mean, that's the story. And for those of you that are listening to this in podcast form, I, you already heard me talk about it a, uh, a good bit, but... Um, We get this reporting from Ross Dellinger. So Brandon Marcello broke the news that uh, the momentum was trending on the side of keeping it at eight games. And then Ross Dellinger today called it, quote, unlikely to move to a nine-game conference schedule starting in 2024. Now, that doesn't mean it's permanent. You got to keep that in mind. It doesn't mean it's permanent. There could be another vote, you know, in 25 or 26. It's just what they would uh, keep doing as of right now. So, again, according to Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated, it's unlikely. Among the concerns is that the SEC's contract with ESPN does not require the network to offer additional revenue to the conference for adding that ninth game. Without that on the table, there's little motivation to do so. That is a very 
important point here because I have seen too many people say things like, well, if ESPN tells them to go to nine, they'll go to nine. That line right there is important because ESPN can't tell them to go to nine because their contract that they have signed and the money that they're getting is only for what the current model is. And what I have an educated guess anyway. I don't know this for sure. Keith Carter hasn't told me directly, but I I believe it to be true that Ole Miss has been on the fence, as Marcelo reported, uh, because they're waiting to find out how much more money that ESPN would give them if they voted to expand to nine. They have not gotten that figure as of last week. Uh, And so maybe that changes. Maybe they do get that figure. But according to Dellinger's reporting, the ESPN is not required to give them more money for going to the additional conference game. Mississippi State was already a no, according to Marcelo's reporting, but Ole Miss being on the fence here, if they're not going to get any more money, there is less incentive to vote to change because it's not all black and white. For example, I am a college football fan, and I'm also in the content business, right? It, 15 hours of radio a week, uh, podcast, and I do this live stream on the side. I mean, I I am in the content game. It's, it's what I do literally for a living. So I want as much compelling football as possible, selfishly. I'm a college football fan, and I want more games that matter every single week. I would love for them to go to nine conference games and keep the Power 5 requirement. Give me an SEC team, two of which I get to cover every week, Um, with 10 Power 5 games on their schedule. Give me that. I want that as a fan because it's interesting and also as a content person because it would give me more things uh, to care about. But not every fan feels that way. And I've seen some pundits, some commentators say that going to the ninth conference game wouldn't make it any more difficult for the SEC to make the playoff. And that's where I think they're wrong. It wouldn't be any more difficult for Georgia to make the playoff or Alabama or LSU. But we're talking about Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, throw them in there, South Carolina. Programs that, in Ole Miss's case, in the playoff era would have made it, what, twice? Possibly three times in the playoff era. That's with an eight-game conference schedule. If it's something that you wouldn't do regularly as a program and your television contract is not going to increase at all, do you really want to make it harder on yourself? Because not every fan thinks or wants the schedule to expand. Some do. Season ticket packages are getting more and more expensive. Game day weekends are getting more and more expensive. It's harder to justify a trip to go see Louisiana Monroe and Mercer play or Southeast Louisiana or Texas State play as opposed to Texas or Oklahoma. You know what I mean? But there are people that will do it. There are Ole Miss fans that I know and Mississippi State fans that I know that would much rather just get to go to town, watch their team play Middle Tennessee State, and then watch the win go back to the tailgate, go to the bar, have a drink, and and just enjoy the weekend. There are a lot of people that want that paired with the attractiveness of having an easier schedule that could help them make the playoff more. We talked about it on the radio show a lot. Again, if you're listening to the podcast feed, you heard some of that conversation. 
But now I've seen the feedback from our audience, and I've actually I've spent some time this weekend talking to people about this very thing. And they, the, the people that I talked to about it, and the majority of our radio audience, both in the poll and via our text line, want to keep it at eight. And their idea is, I want my team to have the best chance to make the playoff. They don't. They are willing to sacrifice that extra week of a more interesting game to give their team a better chance at making the playoff. Now, there are some fans that feel the other way, and I respect that. I really do. If you're going to be buying season tickets, some people would rather spend their weekend money to go see Oklahoma as opposed to Southeast Oklahoma, right? But not everybody thinks that way. And, and at least in the anecdotal evidence that is that is our radio audience, uh, they want to keep it at eight because they want the easier route to make the playoff. And that's important. That matters. And so if you're Keith Carter, if you're Zach Selman, and you're in this vote, and you've got Greg Sankey giving this line about how money doesn't lead, which, I mean, come on. I could not roll my eyes any harder when I saw that he said that. Money leads everything. But if you're Keith Carter and you're Zach Selman, and you're already at a disadvantage, and there's no... You don't know if ESPN is going to give you more money. And until you know, are you going to vote to make your conference schedule more difficult? It's not an easy yes the way some of these national pundits are saying it should be. I get why Zach Selman reportedly Mississippi State is a hard no. I get it because they want the chance to win more games and make the playoff. They, they want that opportunity. Some fans don't like it. The majority of our audience does. I understand why Keith Carter's been on the fence. Because, wait, and there's also going to be years where you play more road SEC games and home games, so I'm going to make it harder for my team to win, and I'm not going to get any more? Except for, you know, 10,000 more people at the one home game, but ESPN's not going to pay me any more? No. I'm I'm not down for that. So it sounds like they're going to kick the can down the road. Uh, it, they can revisit the matter in 2025, apparently, after one year. Uh, but if, if Dellinger is accurate and it's unlikely that it happens, then and it's not going to happen. And we'll see. I mean, I guess this will be a trial balloon or, or whatever, but uh, very interesting storyline unfolding this week. Greg Sankey wants it to happen. But unless, unless they know how much money they're getting, it may not. It, um, it may not. So um, we'll see. Anyway, that's uh, a little bit of a mini rant. Let's get to the, uh, the, the why you guys are here in the, uh, the chat here. Will the plan going into the season be to stream on Wednesday and Saturday or Sunday after the games? I'm still working that out. There will be more. It won't be two days a week. It'll be more. More than two days a week. Uh, I am very likely, Memphis Rebel, going to do a Sunday night weekend recap. Um, and I will either record some stuff on Saturdays after games or be live during some games anyway. And multiple during the week. Uh, so it won't just be two days a week. We'll stick with that for now uh, during the summer because the summer's tough, uh, as you can imagine, in the content game. Uh, but yes, during the season, it will be more Sunday night weekend recap guaranteed, but I, I there will be more. Uh, th this channel will be populated a lot more uh, when the season comes. 
Brad says, I would love to see Southern Miss win the Natty, even though that kind of runs, even though the kid that runs their Barstool Twitter is a tool. Oh, Brett, uh, if some of the things that Southern Miss fans have said to me on Twitter (laughs) this season, uh, I have never been treated, and whatever, it's Twitter, right? Like, I'm a big boy. It's fine. But I have never been treated as poorly by any fan base. Mississippi State fans, I've never been talked to the way that Southern Miss fans have talked to me this year. And, And it was especially bad when I said I don't think that they're going to win the national championship. Um, It got bad. Uh, quickly, but um, yeah, I'd love to see it too. I mean, what a story that would be! That, would, that and, and to send Scott Barry off that way would be incredible um, for for so many reasons, right? The three peat, and then a class guy like him winning a, a championship would be awesome. Um, I don't hate their draw, but they are going to have to throw. Not that there was much debate anyway. But they are going to have to throw Tanner Hall in game one because Samford does have uh, an ace that um, is good enough to beat anybody. Three complete games, I believe, this year, uh, Samford, uh, their ace has. So a uh, good pitcher, you got to throw your best against him. Uh, that is one downside to the their draw. Edward says, hey, Mike, I've been kind of busy celebrating my birthday. What are you doing watching this? I appreciate you. Thank you. But what are you doing here? Get out of here. Go have fun. Uh, gotta gotta say, I'm 22 now, and I'm starting to feel old, buddy. Just wait until the two becomes a three. Yeah, wait until the two becomes a three. I bet it's a Memphis Rebel says a keep to eight for the 2024 season, and then votes to move it to nine after that. By then, I think that they will have clarity from ESPN on how much money they're going to get. Because if they don't have it right now, you're not going to get everybody to say yes. Mississippi State will not say yes if they don't know how much money they're going to make. They won't. They will not. Edward says, personally, I'm in favor of the eight games with the notion that non-cons would essentially be ruined. Yeah, you know, I've got Furman up there on my wall, right? And uh, I like to show this thing off because I'm really proud of this. Um, by the way, have I, I've showed you guys this before, right? The... Got to find it. That, if you can believe it, is uh, the lead singer of the band called Need to Breathe. That that signature play wide receiver. And um, that's Billy Napier uh, right there, played quarterback. Anyway, I'm very proud of this football. And I'm very proud of uh, growing up on FCS football. I I really want those games uh, to remain. I know a lot of people don't. They think that they should go away and... I understand why, because they're terrible, right? Like Ole Miss opens with Mercer. Mississippi State opens with Selah. I mean, we're going to count down to the start of college football season for those games. That sucks. But also, Mercer and Selah need those games to survive. And since I grew up on it, I've got a soft spot uh, for them. But, I mean, if they go to nine and they don't keep the Power Five requirement, is there really that much of a difference? That's kind of the rub for me is if you're going to go to nine, keep that power five requirement because yes, South Carolina is still going to play Clemson. Louisville is still, or Kentucky still going to play Louisville. Florida's still going to play Florida state, but would Mississippi state put Minnesota on the schedule moving forward? If they don't have to almost has Southern Cal on the schedule moving forward. Would, would that continue if they don't have to? I don't know. Um, so if they're going to go to nine, keep the power five requirement. If they're not, then what's the difference? They're going to do it eventually. I agree. 
many teams aren't going to play Power 5 games unless you make them, and the only way to make them is to get more money from ESPN. Just a guess question, who are the schools that will vote yay or nay in my guesstimation? Well, I'm I'm just going to kind of believe Brandon Marcello's reporting, right? He said, uh, oh gosh, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up because I, uh, off the top of my head, I do not know or remember anyway. Um, what day did we talk about that? Friday. Sorry, I'm pulling up my show notes. <laughs> uh, it's a shame you guys can't see them because I work my ass off on them every day. Um, we are always prepared. We should be anyway. It's taken a while. Sorry, got an old computer. But I believe the no's, Mississippi State was a no. Okay, let's see. At least four schools are in opposition. Where are they? Okay, found them. Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and South Carolina are opposed. Uh, Apparently on the fence are... Auburn, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. So there's at least seven. And Vanderbilt is a, I don't know, according to Marcello. And Alabama is uh, apparently lobbying to change it. And there might be more. So uh, we'll go with that. And don't forget, Texas and Oklahoma don't have a vote. Now, they can lobby, but they don't have a vote since they're not in the league yet. They'll be there. They'll be part of the conversations, but they can't vote. They won't have one. You would just like to avoid Georgia and Alabama. I think most other SEC fans would agree. Yeah, if they go to eight, it will be the one plus seven. So there's a chance you'll avoid them at times anyway. Ole Miss would have made the playoff three times since 2014, 2014, 15, and 21. Isn't isn't the 15 year weird? One of those two, one of those first two years is weird when it comes to like conference champions and where they would be ranked. I think one of those they might would be left out or something like that. I don't know. Either way. But that's three times in nine years. So while they can get there, it's not like they do it every year. And so if you're Keith Carter and you're looking at that and you think, damn, that's that's really hard to do. Um, Do I want to make it harder? Uh, There will be no pods. Pods is is not going to happen, Memphis Rebel. There are no pods. It's uh, It will be three permanent opponents, but... If they go to nine, it will be three permanent opponents, six rotating, and the three will be different for every team. So the pods are are, are not a thing. If Lane Kiffin says vote yes, do, do you if you're Keith Carter? Um, Keith Carter will not um, do what Lane Kiffin tells him to do in, in this case. Now, I'm sure he will consult him to some degree, but no, Keith Carter will not be doing what Lane Kiffin tells him to do here. Glad you're live. Been looking for something recent to listen to all afternoon. Hey, appreciate you hanging out. Glad uh, glad you're here. Would Mississippi State vote yes if it was in 2014 or 15? I think no. I, I think that they are going to vote, would vote against this, and would continue to vote against this uh, in perpetuity. Edward says, as of now, I don't think Oklahoma and Texas present a serious danger to most of the SEC. E- Edward, right now, I agree. Uh, I mean, the results kind of speak for themselves, don't they? Uh, look, Oklahoma and Texas are big brands. They, they've got a lot of money. They get players. But what's different about that as opposed to the rest of the league? I mean, it, to me right now, 
they're just two more members of the league. It doesn't make – they're not going to come in being any more intimidating than LSU and Alabama and, and Auburn and Georgia and Florida, you know? I don't think they're any different. You wonder if them being better or worse down the road may change things. Money is the only thing that's going to drive this, which is why what Greg Sankey said made me laugh so hard because it has money is going to drive this. If the money's not enough, it's not going to pass. If the money's enough, it's going to pass. And if they don't know how much money there is, it's not going to pass. If they did win the national title, speaking of Southern Miss, would that reignite Scott's fire? No, he's done. He is done uh, for sure. Did Furman ever play Ole Miss? Not, um, not that I can remember. Let's see. Let's see if they've ever played. Doesn't look like it. Does not look like it. Uh, I saw them. I went to Chapel Hill to watch them uh, lose to North Carolina by three. Uh, should have won that game. God, should have won that game. Anyway, they beat UCF a few years ago uh, at the bounce house. That was cool. I'm sure you saw Ole Miss didn't roll over Bianco. Don't want to talk about him getting fired or anything, but the buyout is still obviously large. He didn't earn a rollover, so that makes sense. Yeah, and and you've got to look at it. It's not his contract's not three years. It's essentially now five uh, instead of six, and you know. I have seen a lot of people uh, use the benefit of hindsight to criticize Keith Carter on Mike Bianco's contract. And I find that hilarious uh, because if Keith Carter was going to play hardball uh, on the contract of the national championship winning head coach, um, everybody would have lost their minds. But now that this season has happened, you look back and you call Keith an idiot for giving him a contract that is six years in length. And I, I just I find that funny because not a single person would have said that at the time. He had his la- his previous three years, aside from building the program into what it is, he went to a super regional game three, super regional game three, national champion. And you're telling me that the contract that he received was not appropriate. And also it's a program that actually makes money in college baseball, which never happens. Like that does not happen. Uh, so I find the hindsight funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean th- that was justified. They're they're still um, years away. So fr- from that being a possibility, anyway. The football team finished ninth and twelfth in the regular season in fourteen and fifteen, second highest ranked SEC team with a win over Bama in fifteen. So I think they'd be in. But let's see. So twenty fifteen because you got to remember. Uh, finishing 12th, it's not the top 12 uh, that make the playoff. It's conference champions are involved uh, in this as well. So, wait a minute. Oh, I got to scroll over for the final week. Okay. But th- this is being weird. Okay. Week 12. Yeah, I, I think that year would have gotten weird. I, I'm getting confused looking at this ranking, so sorry. This is uh, this is bad streaming, but oh well. How in the world did Kentucky get a host? RPI is why. Their RPI 
uh, was extremely good, and that is why. You think Arkansas's mindset on the eight-game schedule has differed considering they're the worst football program in the conference in the last 10 years other than Vandy? Yeah, how about that? I mean, think about Arkansas, right? And and what excuses do they have to not be good? That they, they own their own state completely. They are entire owner they have complete and total ownership of their own state and they border Texas. And yet, in the playoff era, they would not have made the top 12 once. Wouldn't have happened. How on earth? How on earth? Furman seems to be a triple option team. Yeah, they do the um, the the Air Force spread triple option. So it's out of the gun, a little bit more modern. They throw some. They had a really good tight end last year. It's a fun offense to watch. It's uh, They hired, so their head coach was the offensive coordinator at Air Force, I believe. Uh, so he took that Air Force spread option offense with him. It's fun to watch. Ole Miss is currently closing in on more high-rated recruits. Do I think it's possible they get close to or crack the top 10 classes? Um, it depends on how many they sign. Uh, because the, this class in Mississippi is so stacked that they might actually have enough players in their recruiting class to get there. But they, they've got to close really, really strong, uh, of course. But it's May still. It's it's May. And... It's very early, too early to really be talking about recruiting rankings. But, yeah, man, they're um, they're killing it right now. I mean, there's no other way around it. They, they are absolutely killing it right now inside of the state. Uh, Pete Golding was an exceptionally good hire, I, th- I think, anyway. Um, and I think that's going to prove true, both in recruiting and in on-field results. Now, I don't think this defense this season is going to be very, very good. Um, they'll be improved, but, you know, there, there's still some personnel limitations. But, um, yeah, that hire is looking exceptional. I think, personally, if you guys want your take of the day, I think Pete Golding's going to be the next head football coach at Ole Miss. How about that? There's your take of the day. I think Pete Golding, depending on what it happens, if it, if it were to happen this year, I don't know. But let's say Kiffin leaves in two years and the defense gets better as expected. I think the next guy might be right there. I do. I really do. I have nothing to base that on other than some anecdotal conversations. But yeah, I, I think that I think that that's part of the reason why he came to Ole Miss is to put himself in the line to be the next head coach. Personally. If it is a previously six-year contract, that one-year rollover isn't a big deal. It's not, but it's less money. I mean, the buyout is smaller if, if the next season were to go bad as well. Who do I think are the dark horses in the baseball tournament? You like Auburn and Texas A&M both look hot. LSU looks even worse, and I don't think Arkansas has the depth for a title. Uh, I like your Auburn pick. It's hard to call a host a dark horse, but I get what you mean. I mean, the number 13 overall seed, I I really like that. They've been really hot down the stretch, although their showing in Hoover wasn't exactly great, but, I mean, who cares? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky meets an early exit. I wouldn't be surprised if LSU meets an early exit. I'm with you there. You say Vanderbilt's playing well, too. Yeah, they're probably going to Omaha. I love their draw. Um, 
East Carolina maybe to come out of Charlottesville is something that I'm keeping a really close eye on. Texas to come out of Coral Gables is something that I'm keeping a close eye on. Southern Miss is a chance to win that Auburn series too. I just I hate that it's not going to be a conversation to throw Tanner Hall in game two instead of game one because they have no choice. But man, when you look at it, Southern what team in college baseball is hotter than Southern Miss right now in terms of just wins, right? I mean, it's obviously the Sun Belt is not the SEC, and and there's we're going to have that debate tomorrow on the show, I'm sure about. Did the SEC deserve to get eight teams and my eight hosts? And my answer is yes, of course they did. It's the best league in America. Um, I hate the posturing that you heard after the announcement of the field about you know, need to find more hosts in different regions of the country. Where is the best? Where are the best teams? Where are they? They're in the southeast. So that's who should host. If it's merit based, then make it merit based. And stop trying to feed me this crap about putting teams somewhere else. I, I just I, I can't stand that. Who is the best? That's all that matters. Who's the best? Doesn't matter where they are. Doesn't matter if they're in the same state. Doesn't matter if they're in the same conference. Give me the best teams, the most deserving teams, and that's who you give it to. So don't look at geography to award host sites. Find that ridiculous. But um, in terms of hotness. And, and wins, win streaks or win runs or however you want to put it, nobody's hotter than Southern Miss right now. Florida, you say, has the most consistent offense, but they do have some pitching issues, especially with Cat. Yeah, I'm, but man, they just mash. They just freaking mash. And, uh, you know, their, their regional is not exactly easy. Uh, Texas Tech and UConn, that's, that's not simple, but I think they'll get out of it. If AM's offense performs tremendously well and Lane Kiffin leaves, would I consider Bobby Petrino? Absolutely not. Zero percent. Nope. Never. Never. I wouldn't pick up the phone. I wouldn't call. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Um, no. Nope. 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 Hard no. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm I'm uh trashing your take. I don't mean to. You know I like you and you know I respect you. But absolutely not. I would never call Bobby Petrino. You can see Golding taking the job if Lane leaves sooner than later. That's kind of that's kind of how I see it happening. They would save a lot of money, barring if a huge name is out there that they could get. Well, I don't think money is is necessarily why they would do something like that. You know, they hadn't coached a game at Ole Miss yet, so we'll talk about this again in November. But I do think he checks a lot of boxes, right? There's ties to Mississippi, and I know that that's not number one. I get it, but that helps. He's coached under Saban. He was really successful under Saban. He recruits very well. I mean, look at what other Saban former defensive coordinators are doing now, you know? I don't know. I I, I think that if he acclimates well and coaches good defenses at Ole Miss, him being a candidate would not be crazy. Now, some people would turn around and say, Oh, you should hire a sitting head coach. You should never settle for a coordinator. Well, Georgia did. So, and I'm not saying Pete is Kirby, but the 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 desire, the the effort, the recruiting, and despite what Alabama fans say, the scheme, the system, you win with that. You think he'd be another Luke Fickle type? Oh, well. 
John Summerall, maybe, if he keeps winning. But, yeah, we'll have to see who that is whenever that day comes. Your dark horse is Indiana State. I like it. I like it. Always bet on ECU to lose a Super Regional. It's like Bianco ball times a 1,000. You say Cohen sounded like an idiot. I, I really didn't like the posturing about, yeah, as I mentioned, it just talking about spreading out regional sites geographically just make it frustrates me to no end. He was smart in helping Ole Miss last year. Hey, he was right, too. I mean, justified in the decision, right? Ole Miss was, won the trophy. You don't know Tulane was as bad as they were this year in baseball outside of making the tournament. Yeah, me either. I mean, that that's a program that I have a hard time believing that they can be bad. Do I think the Eagles got screwed? I, I do think that they did enough or they should have done enough uh, to, to host, yes. The, the committee is just so uh, RPI dependent. Uh, they are. They're, they're just so RPI dependent, and it's a shame. Say Ole Miss will have a strong NIL base to dominate the state if Mississippi State keeps choosing to go down this path of little to no high school NIL. Yeah, I posted a video about that last week from from the radio show, just a quick cut. But yeah, I mean, if if Mississippi State is true to that word when when they say that they will not engage in NIL with high school players, they are not going to sign quality high school players. It's just it's just part of what happens now. Tulane, worst team ever to make it. Maybe not the worst team. I think there's been worse, but I know what you mean. Uh, and the uniforms are nice, though. The uniforms are nice, though. <laughs> we are going pretty far down this rabbit hole of Ole Miss's next head football coach when Lane is still around. But, um, I mean, yeah, they could give him less than $9 million for sure and use that extra money on other things like support staff and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Mississippi State's betting on, right? Uh, they, Zach Arnett's getting less than what Mike Leach was getting, $2.5 million, million less per year. And you would imagine that that extra money is being allocated into the football, back into the football program, or at least it should be if it's uh, if it's not. At least it should be, if it's not. So, by the way, appreciate you guys not watching Game Seven. Uh, Boston has 15 points, and there's 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. So I'm not watching. I will be after this, but um, it's 27 to 15 with 10:40 to go in the second quarter. Yikes! I can't wait to watch this embarrassment. I just hope Boston loses, though. Getting all cocky about making history and then every year you say is like a new experience. A&M in Florida calling would be a mess. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just enjoy the summer and the season while we can, huh? No, I, I do. I would expect. I, I think this year is going to go differently when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I do think it's going to go differently. Uh, I do. Um, I actually would be surprised if you have another November go down the way last one did. 
the Nuggets will dominate. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the the finals won't be close. Denver is just a machine, and they're just such a well coached machine, and and unselfish man. That's what I love about the the Joker's game so much is that he's not selfish. He he's not a ball dominant guy. It's when he when he gets an inlet pass, his first thought is who's open. You know, it's not oh let me get mine. It's let me get the ball to somebody. Let me get it to Murray. Let let me move the ball around a little bit. He plays so unselfishly, and I love that. And the team, the whole team is so unselfish, and I, I love watching them play. I really love watching them play. Jamal Murray is the most underappreciated star in the league. Um, yeah, he's back to balling out, you say. Absolutely. I mean, he's, God, he's just a killer, and... Denver's a perfect example of why I hate how the league is covered. NBA media is a joke. It's a it's a joke, man. It really is. Would an eight and four season feel different if it's a win versus state and no coaching shenanigans versus last year? Absolutely. With this schedule, if Ole Miss goes eight and four and they beat Mississippi State with that schedule and nothing bad happens. In November, yes, fans should be fine with that season. Does the person that runs the Grove Collective have a full-time job, or is that his full-time job? That is his full-time job. Yes, that that is what he does. He's a former um, executive at Under Armour as well, former marketing guy there at, at, at Under Armour. But yeah, that's what he does for a living. Now, at least as I understand it. I could be wrong. You say he has another job. I thought that that's what he does. Um. Now you've got me thinking I'm wrong. I'll I'll find out and double check because, you know, I'm all about accuracy. But I am I've been under the impression that that's what he does for a living. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. But now you've got me questioning myself. But yeah, I believe that's that's a full-time job. And it should be, by the way. Managing millions of dollars and and they're they're involved. See what what's interesting about collectives now, or at least how they're doing it um, at Ole Miss, is it's not just collecting money, giving money. They're doing things like they're getting involved in Madden tournaments, stuff like that, striking deals with airlines to get discounted fares for players' families coming into their games. It's more than just collecting money and sending money. It's they're they're truly marketing which helps you say that is where state is messing up having a full-time lawyer doing the nil on the side yeah that's if i were advising the bulldog initiative i would advise them to also make that a full-time staffed position find somebody to do that full-time for a living because if it's just a side project that that's tough to compete with Howdy, T. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, so, uh, job update. Where are you going? Uh, I saw that you put on Twitter that you were saying goodbye. Well, well, where where are you saying hello? Where are you going? I need to know. I'm curious. Because uh, the those Indiana, like the University of Indiana or the state of Indiana? That's awesome. Congrats. Either way, I mean, I'm very happy for you. 
didn't they want to exclusively give it to baseball first? John Cohen's initial, yeah. The, so the first collective at Mississippi State that that now is not a thing anymore was baseball. It was. Um, Cohen was not as forward as he needed to be, and I believe Zach Selman is a lot more forward when it comes to that than than John Cohen was. Indiana Hoosiers. That's so awesome. I, I'm so happy for you. That that is that is really cool. It's cold though up there. I hope I hope you know that it it gets colder there than it does here. But uh, if I remember correctly, T, your first assignment will be an Ohio State game. I believe. Um, I believe your your first game. It's it's home too, right? It's in. Bloomington is Ohio State coming to town. So that'll be big. Finally home for Merritt. Still got two weeks before the Twins come home. Oh, man, I'm glad to hear it, though. Uh, so glad that things are going well, Scott. I've been thinking about you. And, um, yeah, man, that's that's really cool. I've been, I've been thinking about you a lot since um, since that message. So bless you, man. That's uh, That's awesome to hear. And now your life is going to be turned upside down when they get home and they start growing. And then, oh, man, don't use any budget apps for twins, okay? That's just going to stress you out. Uh, But, man, that's awesome. How would Hugh Freeze's career at Ole Miss have ended if the scandal never happened? Um, Oh, the same way. It was going downhill. It it was going downhill fast. Um, If not that scandal, something else would have happened. It still would have ended poorly, just in a different way. Locker room was lost. Th- things things were going downhill fast. So if not for that, maybe another year or two, but some something would have gone wrong. And yeah, Edward, see, that's what I tell people all the time is, when Liberty came back to Ole Miss and and you still like if you go to his mentions and it's a small minority, at least I think it is. You still have Ole Miss fans saying things like miss you, coach, or when lame leaves, hire freeze and stuff like that. Those people forgot the year 2016. And everything that happened. like they completely forgot will the same thing happen at Auburn uh maybe not the exact same thing but I I do expect their I, I expect them to win a lot early and then bad things happen whether it's on the field in recruiting or elsewhere yeah there's a song by uh a band called Arkells that I really like by the way, I love the Arkells. Um, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, okay? Uh, just just, just know that if you look them up, you may not like them. But um, they have a song called I'm Not the Sun. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. Uh, but they have a song called I'm Not the Sun. And there's a line in it that's uh, it's about him like in a casual relationship with a girl saying, basically, don't fall in love with me because I burn out hot like a spark is one of the lines. Uh, that's Hugh Freeze. Real, real bright, real hot, exciting, burns out quick. Heck yeah. 
Heck, that was a cowherd analogy off the top of my head. It was a pretty good one, right? Um, yeah, Hugh Freeze is like the song I'm Not the Sun by the Arkells. And my shirt's not R. Kelly. I'm sure they're uh, a bunch of white dudes from Canada. So, <laughs> decidedly not R. Kelly. Very different. The best thing that happened to Ole Miss was what happened versus the latter. Took him a while to get there, but yeah, it, the end result being Lane Kiffin is uh, worked out in the end, didn't it? He will not be able to beat Georgia or probably Alabama most of the time. There's your summary of why he won't last. It's a lot of pressure at that job because at Ole Miss, and same thing applies to Mississippi State, you're you're measured against Mississippi State. And fans want to measure you against Alabama and LSU and stuff, but it's different, right? At Auburn, you are directly measured against Alabama and Georgia. If you don't beat Alabama and Georgia, you fail at Auburn. If you don't beat Alabama at Ole Miss, you don't fail, right? If if you don't beat Georgia at Ole Miss, it doesn't mean you fail. If you don't beat Alabama and Georgia at Auburn, you fail. And with those programs in the position that they're in right now, Beating them consistently enough to satisfy people is a tough thing. You don't think Freeze Napier or Pittman will be in the SEC by 26-27? I don't hate that, actually. I uh, I don't hate that at uh, at all. Don't hate that at all. I actually really agree with you. Um, I would bet on that as well. Anyway, all right, guys, I uh, I got to run. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for, for being a part on this Memorial Day. You guys are the uh, absolute best. Don't forget to like the video. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a safe weekend. If you're watching this, you were clearly safe this weekend. And uh, I'll see you probably on Wednesday, even though it's a shorter week, but whatever. I'll, I'll see you on Wednesday night, I think. Or I might just post a video. On Wednesday. That's what I'll do. Um, I'll post a video on Wednesday of something. Probably when we get more news about this vote. And then I'll be live again on Sunday. Talk some baseball. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.